just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show. My name's Johnny Ball. This is Speaking Influence at least for a few weeks longer, because on the 1st of July, the Influence and Persuasion show is going to be transforming, rebranding as Popfluence. And we will certainly still be having a very strong focus on the world of influence and persuasion. But we are going to be narrowing in much more on how that applies to the world of podcasting, both as a host, as a guest, and even as a marketer. So we are going to be really there to help business owners like coaches, speakers, content creators, course creators, co consultants and the likes, people who have personal brand businesses and want to become more known for what they do, who want to build their authority and influence through podcasting particularly. But we will still be having experts on influence and persuasion in other areas too that are going to help us more generally to improve our own charisma, our own influence, our own persuasive skills within ethical frameworks, of course. So whilst things will be changing, they won't be changing dramatically, but we will be much more focused on podcasts going into the future. So I hope you'll stick with us for that. You don't need to do anything. Just stay on this channel. You'll notice everything will update as Popfluence in July, and you'll notice some very specific guests coming through. I've already been recording some amazing shows with some fantastic people, and I know you're going to love that, but we're going to be having more solo shows, some book reviews, and even maybe some other podcast reviews too that I think are going to be useful or helpful to you. So in the lead up to that, I want to introduce you to Rob Elliott, who's my guest on this show today. And Rob is a sales trainer and an excellent one at that. Now, what Rob didn't know when we were having our conversation and found out later in the day was that he actually had COVID. So he wasn't performing at his best. But I think you'll agree after you get to listen to this that he did an excellent job and shared some fantastic information, particularly things like how to overcome a bad first impression, but also how to make sure that you nail that first impression and some of the basic sales skills that people just don't get taught that often and aren't always in those sales books that we get to read, which can be very complicated. Rob does have a book out, and we'll talk about that, but we're also going to talk a bit about how he is using podcasting as a sales coach. You're going to love this conversation, I hope, as much as I did. If you're not already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do that. And if you haven't left us a review or shared the show with your friends and network, well, what are you waiting for? If you have your device in your hand right now, and maybe give us a four or five star review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening to us, because it's going to make me feel good. And if you leave me a great review, I'm going to read it out on the show as well. So you'll get a shout out on Speaking Influence or maybe on Podfluence, depending on how soon your review comes through. So what I want to do now is leave you to enjoy this conversation with sales coach Rob Elliott. Welcome to Speaking Influence, the show that helps you to master the psychology and application of ethical influence and persuasion in life and business with persuasive presentations and podcasting coach, Johnny Ball. 
Welcome to Speaking Influence, and today we are going to be having an interesting conversation about sales and speaking from the stage, some of my favorite topics, and we have an expert on the subject with us to help us along the way. His name is Rob Elliott. Welcome to the show, Rob. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I've just had come just come back from a weekend of celebrations, and I'm having the best time. So I'm I'm ready to take on the world right now. How are you, <laughs> mate? We're the same over here in Australia. We've uh, we've had an awesome few weeks here, and we're ready to rock and roll. That's great news indeed. I like to get things started by asking my guests about who is someone for you who you look up to, respect, admire for their influence, for their persuasion, and for what they've used it for. I'd look if I think about it, there was a gentleman in Australia called uh, Pat Farmer. He ra- he raced across America and didn't realize at the time he had a broken leg. He's run from the North Pole to the South Pole. He's been a politician. He was the one that actually taught me how to public speak. This, this guy is amazing. He doesn't take no, even when other people wouldn't do it. And he uses, these days he uses his uh, influence for charity yeah. and get, likes to give. But the one thing I loved about him was you and I would never run from the North Pole to the South Pole. No. He ran around Australia twice. I mean, really? But he wanted to bring the nation together. So he's one of those truly unique individuals that doesn't do it for money, doesn't do it for his own personal good. He just loves to inspire people. And he's a personal friend of mine, but he also taught me so much about public speaking and just backing yourself, you know, just standing there and going, wow, let's jump, no parachute and see what happens. Well, that's a great example of somebody to, to look up to and for great reasons as well. For yeah. yourself, for what you do professionally, well, d- describe yeah. describe your professional life for us because you do a few different things. Yeah, look, I'm a podcaster just like you, but I do sales and business coaching. Now, that's not mentoring. A sales and business coach gets the answers out of the person you're dealing with. About 90% of people have the answers within. Some of them just need a process to help them get along the way. Some of them just need somebody to poke the bear, as we call it in Australia, until we get the answer out of them. You know, and I love doing that. And I merge that in with public speaking. And people say, well, you know, What's public speaking got to do with business and sales? Everything. Because every time you walk into a business, every time you're selling, every time you're talking to staff, you're doing public speaking. And that can make or break you. So I love getting people who are, in their own admission, terrible public speakers, giving them confidence, showing them how to come across as really, really good because people love confidence in their leaders. The same time with sales, you know. Anyone can sell and everyone is in sales. Not everyone sells, but everyone in every part of a business is in sales. Yeah. So sometimes a business owner or a manager just needs a little bit of help to understand that and to work out where in what we call the sales chain, it's falling down so we can get the maximum return for their business. Yeah. And these, these are important messages that I, I feel like I'm part of that mission as well of helping people to understand just how important your mm. presentation and communication skills are and to really see the bigger picture when it comes to you don't just have one role. You are part of a professional system, especially when you're in a business yeah. with other people, that what you do and how you do it does still matter. But they, mm. those are those are great things to be working on. And so I know one of the things that I really wanted to, to talk to you about, you know, you've written a book and we will talk about that 
a bit later. But we had a chat a while back, and one of the things we wanted to get started with, something that people really struggle with, is confidence in these situations. Because yeah. we talk about, you, you mentioned someone about wanting to get up on a stage or, or even just talk or in front of a group mm. of people. You know, you mentioned public speaking, and people you know, mm. go, go, you say, white, white as a sheet. How do you become confident in that kind of situation where either you're walking into a room to present to people or you're getting up on a platform, virtual or live? Yeah. Well, the first thing I say to people is be just be you. Don't try to be Tony Robbins or Gary Vanacek or one of the big politicians who have been trained professionally how to speak. Just be you because then you don't have to worry about it. You're not, don't fake it because people will pick up if you, you're not who you are. I mean, we call it in Australia, the bullshit meter. And within 30 seconds, bang, they're going to go, he's full of rubbish. He doesn't know what he's talking about. When it comes to business or public speaking, there's two things I say to people. If you're going to an important presentation and, and you're a salesperson or business, and you're going to go someone else's business, the day before or the morning of, go there without them seeing you. See where the business is. See where you're going to park. Arrive early so you're not getting caught out. It's so important to be comfortable when you walk in. When it comes to speaking on stage or speaking in front of people, if you're going to address a business meeting or a whole group, go into the room before anyone's there and have a look around. I call it walking the call. It's an old sales term where you walk around the outside of a business, you talk to people before you walk in so you know the business. It's the same with public speaking. Yeah. One of the most important things I got told in public speaking is Get there before everyone else is there and walk on the stage. Walk where you're going to speak. So then you're not getting caught out. If you can walk on relaxed, if you can walk on going, well, I know where I'm going. I know where the microphone is. I know where the lights are, or I know where people are going to be coming. Fantastic. If you're walking into a room, always walk in and be at the front of the room so you can see everyone. Never, ever stand with a glass wall behind you. Right. You have to be in control. It doesn't matter if you're terrified and you're shaking in your boots. You have to give the illusion of being in control. Yeah. And it's just little things make a big difference. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking that when I've done some competitive speaking before, they send you, sometimes they'll send you a picture of the room you're going to be speaking in in advance of the event. Mm. And usually the night before, they'll let you go up on the stage and get a feel for yeah. it or even have a practice yeah. run of what you're going to be presenting. And I think one of the things that people lack, and I think that does take away confidence for people, is that lack of preparation, really. People are very last minute about things. And if you're too last minute about it, you are going to be maybe struggling in the situation where you're not going to feel so rehearsed. Like when you're well practiced in what you're doing, it's a lot easier to feel confident in what you're delivering, I think. Oh, yeah, so true. There's a trick that I, oh, it's not a trick. It's, I suppose you call it that. What I say to people, if they are struggling a little bit, I say, center yourself and tell me about something in you, you do in your life when you are totally relaxed and totally in the zone. And it could be when they're playing soccer. It could be when they're playing pool or they're doing something. And I said, now think of it. And I said, yeah. So when you're about to walk into a something that is a stressful situation or you're speaking in front of people, stop. Think about that time when you know you are your most confident. And then associate a move with it. It can be a tap on, the, on, your, on your leg, a tap on the arm. 
you train your brain to go back to that place and then you walk in. Of course, then your, your brain clicks straight away. I'm confident I'm walking in and you do it. And it's, it takes a little practice, yeah. but it can make or break you so quick. And that instant first impression, when you walk in the room, people look at you, you want them to look at you. You want to own the room. Doesn't matter if you've never seen them before. Doesn't matter if you don't know what you're talking about. You walk in the room, head held high, shoulders back. I'm here. You announce yourself. I'm here. Just by walking in. What What do you think is the essence then of charisma in those situations? Is is it is it really confidence that gives you that, or yeah. are there other elements to you? Confidence in yourself and confidence in what you're talking. About. If you're confident in your way you walk, I I used to take the guys who were working for me when I was a sales manager, and we'd be at a trade conference. And we, you know, you've all been them with the little things around the, the lanyards yeah. around here and the, the little, the people at the front, you must scan this, you must scan that. And it'd be trade. And they would be lining up and I'd just walk straight past them and in. And they'd just look at me and say, how do you do that? I said, do what? I said, I'll just walk straight in. They're not going to pull me up. It's the same. It's all about confidence and presence. If you feel confident and you say to yourself, I deserve to be here. That's fine. The next thing to do with charisma, it's when you be yourself, but you've got to know your product. You've got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. If you aren't confident in the three or four points about what you're going to be speaking about, you'll walk in and people go, it'll, it'll come. You'll be confident. And they'll turn around and go, well, he's walked in, he's got presence and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Easy as that. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's easy for people like you and I who can speak. But it just takes practice. Just takes practice. It does, and, and this is an interesting, an interesting element. And even, even as someone who is a professional speaker, I say there are still times where I'm not, and nobody's perfect, where I'm maybe not as well practiced as I'd like to be, or you end up having Correct. to do something a bit more last minute, and that can be a bit more stressful, and you sort of yeah. back to a place that you don't necessarily want to be. But I do know that when you are well prepared for what you're doing and you've run through it yes. a lot and you don't have to really remember it you, you more embody mm. it i feel like you more embody it and and you more physically remember it especially when you've blocked out a presentation or something like that then you don't have to spend your time trying to remember your presentation that's the point at which you can inject you into it more and and deliver with with more i don't know pizzazz a bit more uh, personality <laughs> personality and emotion in what you're doing I mean, people have got to remember, mate, that the only one that knows you've mucked up is you. Right. The audience doesn't. So who cares? Yeah. You go for it. You, you're so right. It's, we've all mucked up on stage. We've all forgotten key things, walked off stage and gone, man, I forgot to say that point. But then, you, and it used, to, it used to get into me. I used to get very upset about it. And then a professional speaker turned around and said, I, I forget stuff all the time. You know, you just let it go. And keep uh, yeah, and ultimately you have to because this is this is the thing I think a lot of people get stuck in it. If you do mess up a bit, people get stuck. Oh, I've failed. I've messed it up. I, maybe I, I shouldn't be doing this, or <laughs> I'm I'm a terrible speaker. It's like, well, there really is only one way to get better at it, and that is to keep keep getting up and doing it. Keep on with yeah. this until you do get better at it because nobody starts off being an incredible speaker and some people are more natural on a stage perhaps than other people but nobody starts off being great at speaking there are talents and skills that you have to learn 
and that will only come with experience. You've got to practice. If I'm doing a major keynote, I go and find somewhere else to do a speech before. You got to get the cobwebs out. Yeah. You got to muck it up. You got to stuff it up. And then by the time then you get to the big one, you've done your practice. I mean, a footballer doesn't get on the field without practicing and training during the week. A public speaker is no different or a person in sales who's doing a presentation. It's no different. You've yeah. got to practice. You've got to know your stuff. And then when you walk in, you've got to be willing to rock and roll and see where it goes. I feel that that is one of these things that people get wrong. And it's not only public speaking, but this is a place where it happens that you, there is an assumption that you're supposed to be good at it, especially if you're in a leadership kind of role. Yeah. And so if, if you feel that you're not, or if you're terrified of it, or you haven't really done it before, then yeah. you're not going to have that level of confidence. But mm. again, we said, as we said, there's only one way to get it. But people do have this thing of, well, you're supposed to get up and be automatically good at it because when you see the people who you might look up to and say oh they're such an amazing speaker or wow they present with a real authenticity or real passion in what they're mm. doing they didn't just get up like that but no you only you only see the end product it's like seeing a, a band on the stage they didn't just get up there without having practiced written and practiced songs hundreds of times they they've had years of experience you're just seeing the end result and it's the same kind of thing in speaking and it's just hard to get that but I feel also that people don't want to put the work in a lot of the time. Oh, true, true. I, I worked with a lady who was a general manager and one-on-one -on -one and in an office situation, she was awesome. Absolutely brilliant. Put her on stage and I counted 28 ums in one minute. Right. And as a general manager, you can't do that. And she stood there and rocked and rolled, which is shocking. And she lost a lot of respect, not, be, not because people didn't like her. They yeah. just expected totally different. And it wasn't long after that, they barred her from speaking. Yeah. Because she, she wouldn't she might, the work. Yeah. She might be able to get a job as the prime minister of England. He's a unique individual. <laughs> a special, he's a special case for that one. Yeah. But this, this is super important. And I think this, this is a, an important thing to get. We also had a chat while about back about making a good first impression and sometimes when you're yourself you sometimes hard to see yourself like yeah we can look in a mirror we can maybe ask a few people but not everyone's always going to be honest how do you go about making a good first impression in stage situations in any kind of professional situations first rule of thumb is we've been given two ears and one mouth for a reason and that's the first thing you should always do listen twice talk once every single time if you're known as a good listener people will like you not everyone's going to like you but some of the people that didn't necessarily like me we did great business with each other so you've got a little bit of respect there you've got to turn around and say to yourself well do i care if that person likes me or not no but is it my goal to get the sale or do business with them Yes. So I'll stand there and I'll listen to him. I'll acknowledge it's, it's, it's an old trick of you repeat back to them, their complaints or what they're looking for. So they then think that you're listening to them because it, it's called validation. Mm -hmm. And this is, and, and people will make up their mind within at least 25 to 30 seconds if they're going to like you or not, because most communication is nonverbal. Right. By the time you speak, they've made their mind up, even if they're right or wrong. 
you know, so it, it comes across as some people don't like people walking towards them being, you know, very, very forward. Some people are the opposite. They love that. They see it's confidence. So you've got to look at the person and see how they act. And we call it mirroring. Mm -hmm. If you see how they act, you act the way they act. You still be yourself. But if they use a lot of flowery words, you use a lot of flowery words. If they're short and sharp, you become short and sharp because then you can build rapport straight away. And all of a sudden you'll get some very, very good feedback, nonverbal most of the time. And that is a big first impression. It yeah. is so important. But so look, I mean, sometimes we all muck it up and we're all guilty of that. So, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up if you do it. It's, uh, it's just human nature. I think so. I think rapport skills are always interesting because like, yeah, there's a degree to which you can learn them. We talk about yeah. matching and mirroring. Those are great skills to have, but they come from the thing of, these are the things we do naturally in situations yeah. where we kind of click and, and we gel uh, and where things go well, or people who have a, a strong empathy factor, <laughs> uh, emotional yeah. intelligence, like generally will find it easier to do those things naturally. Yes. And so it's more a case of when that's not happening, when you're not making the connection or maybe you're having yeah. a, a bit of a bad day or maybe you're not so mm. naturally empathic, that you can manage those things in a yes. more conscious way yes. to get the same kinds of results. You need to take a breath. They pick it up as much as you do. It's like uh, trying to ask someone at a pub for a dance or buy them a drink. They pick it up. You pick it up. Your gut is much better than your head. Your gut will tell you if it's working or not. That intuition inside you. And sometimes you just got to walk away because you could burn them. Mm. Sometimes it's better just to cut your losses and walk. Right. Because it's just, you're not going to, you just don't waste your time. If you can't get that, oh, we find it a lot with engineers. They're very process driven and they're very analytical. And a person like me who's in sales, it's like a clash of the, it doesn't work. Right. So you've got to be enough to go, well, uh, I might find one of the guys from our business who is more an engineer style of sales and get them to speak to them. It, it, it's a case of being knowing when to step back and knowing when to put the foot forward. Yeah. And uh, it happens all the time. And it just, you're going to crash and burn a few times. But once you learn very quickly that uh, you're listening with your eyes as much as your ears, you'll get very, very good at it. I think that that's an important point because if you, uh, I think people tend to think they're supposed to be good in all these situations, especially if yeah. you are in any kind of executive or leadership role or you're a business yeah. owner where it might, maybe you by yourself, or you may have a small team working with you that you're supposed to be excellent at everything, but it's yeah. great to remember that you don't actually have to be like one of the good things about being a business owner, for example, is that at some point as you build and grow, you want to bring people in who are better at yeah. doing some of the other things in your business than you are so that yeah. you can pass those on and focus on your strengths or even focus on automating yourself perhaps out of your business but th those are the things to think about but we always just mm. put this pressure on ourselves that you have to be perfect at everything and uh, i think it's maybe some of that difference between the growth mindset and the fixed mindset right the fixed mindset says i have to yeah. be perfect at anything and any failures means i'm not perfect whereas the yeah. growth mindset says any failures means all right i've got some stuff to work on great news you know, it's a big difference one of the things I used to do is I had, a, I had a guy that worked for me. He was very technical. Couldn't really sell, but very technical. But if I was going to see a customer where they had some people who were very technical too, I'd ring him up and he'd come along with me. 
And we would play a bit of Batman and Robin, you know, good cop, bad cop. Right. And he would, and he was so good. He, he was a lot older than me and he could just jump in and go, did you know da, 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 da. Never sold him. And that is when you've got to know, well, that guy's better than that. If I start doing it, I'll only muck up the technical and the data sheets and I'll make some mistake about what it can and can't do and it'll come back. What you just said was gold. A lot of people try and do things that they're not good at and then they make a mistake and then they've got to hold themselves to something they've claimed and it could cost you dearly. Mm. First rule of thumb is if you don't know, don't guess. So no, no, I do not know that, but I'll find out for you or I'll get yeah. someone to talk to you about that that knows more than I do. All of a sudden you're acknowledging what they're doing. You're putting your hand up and saying, I'm not going to try and tell you something. I don't want to, I don't really know. And you get respect straight yeah. up. You know, it's a big call. It takes pride and ego gets in the way, especially when you're a young salesperson. And then you just got to make a few mistakes like I did. And, uh, then you get rid of pride and ego and just, you get it doing a lot better. You ultimately have to, because it, it's hard to keep track of BS if you do too much of it, right? Uh, you you can't just keep making stuff up or blagging things. It's like there yeah. comes time where you have to you have to know it or, as you say, step away from it. Once you tell one lie, you've got to keep telling more lies. And that yeah. gets you nowhere. You start doing it in, in your personal life and it, it, could, it is fatal. Yeah, it's a very rapid downward spiral, I'd say. It is. Let's, let's say, I, mean, I wonder if you have any pointers for this. If you're in a situation where you're not really hitting that, that impression that you want to make mm. from the start, are there any things that you can do to try and recover that? You can, you can turn around and say, well, look, what is it you want from me today? How can I help you today? Never ask an, a closed question, a yes or no, ask an open. Just cut to the chase. Some cultures around the world, that's how they operate. And so you've got to know who you're dealing with. But I've turned around where it hasn't been really working. So look, we could go back and forth all day about this and that. Let's just cut to the chase. How can I help you? And if they're fed income and they're really, they're really after what you're looking, they'll just say, I need a product that does this. I need a service that does that with all this. And you go, awesome. That's all I needed to know. I'll come back to you with an offer. Yeah. Pull the bandaid off. Yeah. And so some, very often people will respect the directness and they'll also respect yep. the desire to decide to help people. They're kind of thinking, I'm not sure about this guy. I'm not sure about this person. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to go against that. And yes. I like that. And one thing that I come across a lot in some of my coaching and work I do with people mm. and in my own experience as well is when it comes time to talk about sales and I, yep. this is why I, I think it's great to talk to sales experts like yourself. A lot of people struggle with this. You, you could be having a great conversation. You can be really connecting. You can be having, a, I don't know, as a coach, you could be having a discovery call or as we just meeting with a client to discuss your options. And then it comes time to talk about the sale, talk about actually purchasing. And yep. the majority of people go to pieces. Yes. Or they go they into this robotic sales mode. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have to sell now. What's going on there and what can we do to make it better? If you're starting to get nervous, it means you haven't done your job. You haven't answered his question. That's your gut turning around and saying, you've mucked this up. If you've answered every one of his or her concerns and you've said to them, is there anything else you need to know? No. So you just turn around and say, well, how do we move forward? Is there anything else I need to explain more? 
but if you, if you're the opposite and you start doing the, the radio sales, or this is what we do or that, what we do, it means you haven't done your job. If you do it all right at the start, you don't have to sell. They're just ready to buy and you never mention price. I mean, price really is so low when you look at the metrics of all the reasons people buy. If someone is just price driven, they're not worth it. They're not a good customer. So you need to turn around and say, well, right, this is where we are. I've answered all your questions. Is there anything else I can do for you today? No. So how do we move forward? And then let them tell you. Yeah. How, how about if that's uh, more of a presentation situation where you don't have that back and forth, you don't necessarily have yeah. the responsiveness from the person who you're speaking to, to ask them, have I answered all your questions? You ask them, you know, if you're, if you're presenting in a room and you're, and like, you know, I've, I've gone in and done the corporate presentations, you know, very quickly, you should know before you walk in the room, who's the decision maker, if not asked. So who'll be making the decision? All of a sudden you're pulling the power back to you. Yeah. And I'll say so-and-so. Okay, then fantastic, George. You're making the decision. When would you like me to call you? Not, do you want me to call you? When would you like me to call you? Or when would you like me to set up a meeting to do the deal? Put it on them. Yeah. It's a closing tactic to push them. And you'll know by the body language of how they react of how you're going. And quite often I've turned around and say, said to people, oh, they say, yeah, we've still got a few more presentations to come through. I say, fantastic. You should compare. You should know what's going on there. All I want you to is come back to me honestly. If we don't do the deal, that's fine. Let me know where I, we've fallen down and where we can improve. Throw it back yeah. at them every time. You know, and, and yeah. you know, if they're a professionally well-run business, they'll do it. If they don't, they're not worth doing business with. Mm. I think that those are, those are great answers and definitely important things for, for people to take on because anyone who's finding themselves in that kind of situation, you need to be able to have that prepared in your mind before you get in there. Because uh, if you're thinking, if you have to think on your feet and figure that out along the way, you're going to have to make all the mistakes yourself before you can do that. Yeah. So this is great. You can learn from somebody who's, who's trodden the path before you and, and have the answers ready to go to know what's the best way to proceed. So I appreciate that. Look. I don't think there's a mistake I haven't made that can be made that I haven't. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you got to learn from people who've made mistakes, not ones who've written a book or read a book and thought, I know everything. If you haven't stuffed up, you can't teach anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've done some great ones. I, I did deliver a whole sales presentation one time and stood in front of the slide projector, which I forgot to switch off and had the projection on my face the whole time I was speaking. It doesn't uh, look good. That wasn't a good first impression. <laughs> well, you laughed about it later. You know that's good. Yeah, thank, uh, thankfully, so did the people I was presenting to. But uh, it wasn't quite what I was aiming for. Never mind. So let me ask you. I think some of the things I love talking about with guests about some of the ways in which we connect with people now, and th things have been changing. And I especially love having conversations with people who have uh, gotten into podcasting. <laughs> and so I want to have a chat with you about why you got into podcasting and what you feel is perhaps the, the benefit and potential there for yourself and for others. I got into podcasting because of COVID. I used to in, you know, interview people on stage, interview people on my rotary club, interview everybody. Fantastic. Love it. I love walking on stage, no pre-done questions, just rocking. COVID hit and someone said, well, what are we going to do now? 
So I thought I'd start a podcast where I'm just interviewing normal people who have been successful to share how they do it. And I'm self-taught. I must have watched about 30,000 hours on YouTube on, on how to do it, bought the equipment, and just first four or five are just friends yeah. that were successful business people, learned how to edit. And the whole preference is there is some of the best success stories in the world are normal people who aren't famous, who have absolutely kicked goals. And that's the whole preference of the Real Journeys of Success podcast, just sharing people's stories. And there are some amazing people out there who have gone through some terrible things in their life and have just kicked goals and have not let them be brought down by their circumstance. They've lost at everything. They've been bashed. They've had everything you could possibly do and they turn around and they're absolutely, absolutely going at it like you wouldn't believe. And these stories are just fantastic. And, you know, I, I'd say to anyone, if you've got a passion, if you've got something you really know, I don't care if you do a podcast on insects for pest control. It but, doesn't matter. There is someone out there that wants to know. There is someone out there that wants to know what you're talking about. And it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. you know, I say go for it. Make a few errors. Get some dud guests as you and I were talking about before. <laughs> but you know what? I, I encourage everyone to do it. It's the best way to communicate with people. Yeah. I think there's uh, huge opportunities in podcasting at the moment. And one of the things that I'll say to you is you don't have to start your own podcast. Um, in fact, I, I would generally say that may not for everyone be the best place to start anyway. Start by going on podcasts and getting a bit of a feel for it. Find your feet first and get connected because the network in podcasting itself is yeah. phenomenal. And as you say, you get to you get to meet, chat, and connect with some amazing people from around the world. So you can get started on that without all the effort and energy that goes into creating and producing a show because it's a lot of work yeah. and we should be clear on that it's not just we just show up and do this and that then it, all right that's it job done uh, there's a lot that goes into it but going and being a guest is a lot easier uh, a lot easier yeah. although i think it's still important to be strategic around that but it's, it's such a, a vastly yeah. growing industry right now with so many other people getting into it i Look, think this is important right my only concern is that all these people i've interviewed around the world in my podcast are all going to turn up in sydney on the same weekend and it's going to cost me a fortune at the pub. <laughs> but I right. also think it's, it's good for people like you and I who have great heads for radio. We can get on a podcast and it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. So, but everything you said is right. You know, go on someone's show, talk about what you love and just enjoy yourself. Just be you. Again, just be you. Yeah. And now that's an important thing. Talk about what you love. I think yes. it's, uh, it's not the best idea, especially now, I think there was yeah. a time where you could go on podcasts and talk about anything and you could probably get some traction, yeah. but now it's, uh, you know, the things are populating in the market is more people getting into it as guests and as hosts. And um, you really do need to stand out. And so it's not just knowing what, you know, talk about what you know and you love. I think also there's the thing of bringing that confidence, that charisma we were talking about earlier to this as well, because you could go on a, a hundred podcasts, but if you're not interesting, or yeah. if you're not nice to listen to, if you're not entertaining in some way, yeah. how's that going to help you? It's just going to make people think, oh, it's really boring. <laughs> Man, you, you might pick a up a story. few people, but yeah. If you've got to have something that uh, people want to listen to. There's nothing worse than listening to a podcast and it's a monotone voice with a very boring story. And you go, I just, you just turn off in the first three minutes and uh, leave it at that. 
Yeah, I'm okay if the podcast is designed to put me to sleep. You know that that would be fine. But if <laughs> if, if it's something that I'm actually wanting to learn about or, or be entertained by, that's not going to work for me either. No. And, and for most people, and that that's super important. I, but you know, there's a huge credibility factor now with podcasting too. Like if you start doing well with it, and that does take a while. It's a it's a long game podcasting. You start yeah. doing well with it. It can do it can do wonders for your credibility. It certainly does wonders for building up your network. But so That's does true. so does so does writing a book. And you've done that as well. Yeah. So what is your book about? The book's called The Sales Chain: Tips, Tools, and an Insider's View on the Business of Sales. What it's about it's the what you call the ultimate guide to someone starting out in sales. People came to me. There's all these high what do you call it? These books were very, very complicated, very, very too hard. There's no basic book out there for people. The sales chain, look, the sales chain came around because people didn't have anywhere to go and learn about sales. All the books that are on the market were all high end, this strategy, that strategy, do this, do that. But there was nothing on the market for someone to learn what niching is, what questioning is, what listening is, what walking the call is. So someone said to me, Rob, why don't you just write a, a book for a guy who's just starting out or a lady who's starting out or a manager who doesn't understand the guys and girls at the end of the corridor every Friday who make too much noise and are always putting in a lot of expensive expenses. And so that's what it came about. And I've had really, really good uptake. It's gone all over the world. They, people can buy it on your Amazons and everywhere like that. And people have just come back to us and said, I love the simplicity of it. Yeah. I've got people in it who are venture capitalists from America, a communications expert from Monaco, a real estate agent, a performer from one of the Australian top 1980s and 90s bands, just talking about sales from their side. So it's a lot of fun. It's a very easy read and I hope they all enjoy it. Yeah. It's interesting to me how many people tell me they hate sales and, uh, and I never really get that i think maybe i used to maybe i used to feel that same way but it's only this this weird idea that i think myself and many people have of that there's this sleazy side to it or that it's all just transactional and and i think really that that isn't what works anyway and no. people do want relationship and things like that it's it's in, important to get into that but what th does your book approach any of this about people's resistance to that sales part of things okay. It's all, a lot of it's stories. And so when people read it, it breaks down. I give a story about something I'm speaking about so they can relate to it. So they can relax. People say, I, I can teach anyone to sell. You can give someone a process and they can sell. But if they're enjoying selling, they're going to be far more, they're going to be far more successful. Right. So the book is about teaching people the basic skills to enjoy themselves and have fun selling. Once you get yeah. them to relax, all of a sudden they sell standing on their head, but they've got to learn what a niche is. They've got to learn questioning techniques or closing. They've got to learn all that. And that's what the book's all about. And it's just, in, it's written in everyday language. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you'll understand it. Very, very normal English. It's no huge words or people, me trying to be sound as if I'm more intelligent than I really am. Because there's too many books out there like that. Yeah. And, I, and you look at all the successful salespeople in the world, they're all the same. They're basic points. They're, they keep it simple. 
And it is a simple process. And a no can mean a yes. See you later or, you know, a no can mean a yes in a year's time. Learning how to listen gives you more information than anything you've ever read up about from that company. And then it's all in the book. You know, it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I've had a ball writing it. My next one will be coming out early next year, but everyone I've heard that's uh, written it, uh, read it, they've just said, you know, thank gosh, someone's finally written a book that anyone can read. Great. That's super important. I think what you just said there ties back to what we were talking about earlier with presentation skills and public Mm. speaking as well. This thing of you can get better at it, you can improve on it. Mm. Maybe the similar assumptions that people make that you're just supposed to be good at sales and some people are just naturally good at sales. It's like, well, this is all learnable. This is all what the same kind of things that people are terrified that they're just not going to be good at it or they're not experienced enough in it. You can learn it. And I think that's a real epiphany thing of like, you can have fun with it as well. Yeah. I like that. I mean, anyone can drive a car. Some people drive cars better than the other, but they can still drive from one side of the country to the other. Sales is no different. Yeah. You can teach someone to drive that sale from one side of the country to the other. Some are going to be better at it than others, but you know what? As long as they're enjoying themselves and having fun doing it, who cares? Yeah, absolutely that. I, I, I love that. So, so the book's available. Remind us what, what the book is. It's called The Sales Chain, Tips, Tools, and an Insider's View on the Business of Sales. There's saleschain.com will tell you where it all is, but your normal Amazons, Barnes and Noble, all your online stores have got it. The Audible will be out next month. So that'll be a bit of fun, but it's also in an ebook already out there. So, you know, nice and easy Fantastic. to look at and just say yeah, enjoy. Yeah. I'm definitely an audiobook kind of guy. I, I do, yeah. I do all audio it. So I'll be looking for that and uh, definitely look forward to learning uh, more about having fun with the sales process and things like that. I've just got to try this... and find a place that is quiet enough for me to record the audible. Because every time <laughs> I'm going to do it, someone will start the mower or someone will start a noise somewhere and you know, that's it. My, my recommendation, if you can do it, is to find a, find a professional studio for a day that they, uh, you think... can usually hire out some pretty yeah. decent. I think I'll be doing that. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- definitely recommend it. I I know a few people. Well, in the UK, it doesn't really help you, but there's definitely some people who hire out uh, yeah. smaller studios for specifically these kinds of things. Of, That's of true. Audio books and the like. So, yeah, that would be my recommendation. Because I'm only saying this because I really want to hear your book. So That's okay. <laughs> I wanna, no I want to listen to. Sure, it. I want to listen to. I'll it. make sure I send you the link when it's released. Please do. I look forward to it. Besides your own book, because books are really valuable to all of us to be able to learn other people's skills and experience. Are there any other books that you think, sales related or otherwise, that people should definitely be considering checking out? There's a book out out there by a a guy by the name of Sam Cawthorn, who owns the uh, Speakers Institute in Australia. Sam was injured in a car accident many years ago now, and he's got half an arm on one side and a bung leg. But he's very, very good at teaching people how to speak. And he's written a book called People Follow People. And it's all about leadership. And it's very similar to my book, where it's basics of leadership. And it's available all around the world. And it's an easy read. And if someone who's first just starting out, starting to go up the corporate ladder, or wanting to learn how to lead people, it's a great book. And he's a Mm. great guy too. Very, very inspirational, Sam. But his book is awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. So another one for me to add to my reading list. Thank you. It's a great recommendation. Yeah. When, when it comes to people who maybe want to find out, find out more about you, about your books, about what yeah. kind of work you do, what's the best way for them to do that? Is there a website or social yeah. media that they should connect with? 
you can you can drop in at robelliot.com.au but most popular is a lot of people uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. I, I like LinkedIn as well for that kind of yeah. thing. It's it's pretty cool because you can actually chat then. You can yeah. connect connect and chat and that's always good. Yeah. As long as you're not I, a digital marketer trying to flog me something, I'll talk to you. You know, there's a, there's a lot of that, right? There's, there's, uh, a, there's a lot of that. It's not the best thing to start off with, I think, in terms of building no. a relationship with somebody. When it comes to influence and persuasion, what would you describe as being your own superpower? Now, which I didn't have when I first started out, was listening. I was a terrible listener, and I used to what I, we, we call listen to respond. I already made up what I was going to say to someone, and they were halfway through talking to me. These days, it's I listen, I take a breath, and then I respond with a big smile on my face. It's very hard for someone to knock you back when you're smiling. I, I learned that after 12 years of being a flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot you can do with a smile on your face for sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's good advice. There's a lot to take away from our conversation today. I mean, yeah. If there's one thing above everything else that you hope people will take away, what would that be? Just be you. Don't try to be someone you're not. Be true to yourself. Just be you and everything else will fall into place. And that's in life and in business. Yeah. Good, good advice for every part of your life. I, I would say Rob, it's yeah. been a real pleasure chatting with you today. I've got uh, some great stuff to take away from this conversation. I'm very much looking forward to getting the audio version of your no book. I, I love learning about that, but it's been a delightful chat. Thank you so much for coming and joining me on the show. And uh, we'll hopefully we get to speak again soon. Mate, awesome. It's been a great opportunity to be in the show. Love it. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, please make sure that you are subscribed and consider the price or the value of this show to be sharing it out with your friends and networks. It means the world to me and it helps the show to grow. Let me know what you've learned from the show, what you've enjoyed, what we can improve upon, especially as we become podfluence as we go into July and onwards and maybe even who you'd like to see on the show. I'm always happy to hear that too. Next week, my guest will be Lily Petrascu, who I had a fantastic conversation with. Lily is helping people like me and you, personal brand business owners, to get their books published and to help them do well with their publishing too. She's also looking to help people improve their networking. She has built up a fantastic network in the UK, and particularly in London, which uh, she talks a little bit about in the show. So I hope you will stay tuned for that. She is fantastic and you are going to enjoy that conversation. You will definitely love some of the guests I have coming up on Podfluence, which is going to be happening very soon. If you haven't seen any of my promo materials coming out for that already, please do make sure you are following me on LinkedIn or other social media because you're going to see plenty more about it before it all gets started. For the meantime, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, have an amazing rest of your day. Go and make great things happen.